Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I'd like to take a second to shout out the network that helps distribute our show. Armchair Media. Armchair is a collection of 50-plus podcasts, including ours, trying to localize the sports world a little bit more. We've been with them since last year and have enjoyed growing our audience with them since. Starting today, BetOnline will serve as our title sponsor for Armchair, as well as our show. This will open up the possibility to develop merchandise lines, as well as potentially host live events once we return to semblance of normalcy. With NASCAR, UFC, and golf coming back, BetOnline has hundreds of games and events to bet on. They have live and simulated sports, as well as a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge you get in for free. Visit betaline.ag on your computer or mobile device to check out the action. BetOnline is your wagering online solution. In addition to BetOnline coming on board, Armchair will now serve as the host network for the world's largest skateboarding podcast, The Nine Club. Hosted by professional skaters Chris Roberts and Kelly Hart, The Nine Club talks every week with the biggest names in skating. They're on social media at The Nine Club. To see all things armchair, search the Armchair Media Network whenever you get your pods. Also, check out our, our website, armchairmedianetwork.com, and their social channels at Armchair Media. Armchair Media, those who can't do, those who can't, hashtag take a seat. All right, guys, welcome into our Pit Panther Rants, another Sports Rants podcast. Blood Harris here. Brought to you by Armchair Media, take a seat. Happy Monday, June 1st. And there's just a lot that, well, I'm not sure if there's really a lot to get into, but, you know, it's been a pretty interesting couple of days. I mean, Pitt football did get some verbal commits, I think, like at least one or two this past week. I'll have to look. But, um, obviously, a lot of that's taken a back seat because of what's happened the last several days. Now, as you all have obviously seen, uh, George Floyd in Minneapolis, he's actually a Houston native. Um, he was, he died in the hands of um, police violence. You know, the, you've obviously seen the video where he's on the ground and he couldn't breathe because the officer's knee was on his neck and he eventually dies. And of course, the you know, there was protests, and the protests, they happened across the country as well, and obviously a lot of fallout. And there's just a lot to talk about because it goes in so many different directions. I mean, we can start with, you know, we can start with what happened in the state of Minnesota. Yeah, there was, a, I mean, it was a peaceful protest that turned, I guess, for what it looked like out of hand. Um, well, I mean, there was looting and vandalism. And it looked like, you know, initially when I saw it, I was like, okay, why are they destroying property now? And in a lot of ways, I can understand maybe 
this whole peaceful stuff and being hit with tear gas from bullets, you know, it just has a rippling effect and, you know, people said the hell with it. We're just going to burn this bitch down. But as we saw in Pittsburgh and other places, some of the stuff wasn't even being set, even done by the protesters. It was just people, I guess, uh, that had no interest in the actual protest or the message. They just wanted they just wanted clout, and they just wanted to, you know, you know, it was basically an open invitation for them to to destroy stuff and to loot. And as you saw that as well, I mean, there was people that probably had no interest in the protest. They were going in and looting stores. I mean, I mean, who the who the fuck loots a van store in the middle of a protest? I mean, it's just stuff like that. I mean, people just have no interest in it. The Mario Lemieux statue got defaced, and it just freaking spray paint. It's gonna get, you know. It's going to come off, and Mayo, I'm sure Mayo will be fine with it, although we haven't really heard much from the Penguins in terms of the um, statements. I mean, there's teams putting out statements. I mean, the New York Islanders, they put a statement out. And it's, mm, I don't know, kind of tone deaf, but it's the Islanders. There's other NHL players have been putting out statements, but, uh, you know, the Penguins have been kind of quiet unless, you know, they put something out as, as I'm recording this. I mean, Sid's been quiet, Penguin's been quiet, and but um, Penn or Doozy, he usually comes on Twitter when he wants to subtweet a Penn State, you know, player or a recruit, and he's been pretty quiet, and Jeff Capel's been very vocal about this, I mean, he's even engaged some of his followers, even people who tell him he's, you know, even ones that don't agree with him. He's been pretty, you know, active in this. But uh, nothing from, you know, from certain people. I mean, uh, not much from the Steelers either. I mean, Big Ben donates dogs to... to um, Yeah, Big Ben do- donates canines to police force. I mean, he's done that. He's been doing... He's been donating canines... Oh, for a long time, even before, you know, I think ever, ever since he's gotten to the league, he's been doing the whole donating canines to police departments. So I really don't think he's going to, you know, you're not going to really get much out, anything much out of him. And if anything, he's not on social media. His, whoever manages his account does, does all that. I mean, some stewards have, you know, are engaged or talking. I saw that Dejan Kovacevic, he published an article and so did um, Christopher Carter, I guess, the, uh, who's also a writer for him. And supposedly he lost some subscriptions and followers over this. Like they weren't happy with, with, with what they wrote. And I read their articles because, you know, Dejan posted them as a free link. And they were pretty fair and balanced. I don't think they were they were harsh or anything like that. I mean, they, if anything, they were trying to explain a lot of stuff, and that's really all it was, was explaining these things, and people obviously got upset over it. I don't know why people bothered to get upset. Ian Troost, a um, 
former Pitt player. He had some things to say about what happened with the, um, I guess, you know, Pitt Athletics released their, their their little Nike statement. You know, that's what everybody's been doing is basically taking whatever Nike posted and retweeting it. And he had a few things to say about it because if you remember Ian a few years ago, he uh, kneeled for the anthem. And I remember it generated some conversations amongst Pitt Twitter. And for me, you know... I have to go back to my podcasts and listen. What I had, go back to what I had to say, but I, I wasn't against what he was doing, and I feel I, I think at the time I felt people wanted to pull their donations because somebody they probably didn't know a whole lot about until he started to kneel. You know, it's stupid. I mean, before all that, they the. I don't think a lot of them know who Ian was, and now they want to pull their donations because, or stop going to pit games because he's kneeling. Come on now. And, you know, but, you know, and obviously since uh, he's, you know, he's done this, Ian's been using his platform, you know, he's followed up with what he was doing, and, you know, I can say more power to him, definitely. I mean, I've thought maybe based on what um, was in the articles back back then, I thought maybe there was more support. He was getting more support for what he was doing. It looks like he really wasn't. They were worried about it. Pith Legs didn't see him as a team player, and they were worried about losing donations and ticket sales. But if you look at um, well, if you looked at Heinz Field the last few, you know five six years. Maybe longer. I'm sure. I mean, the stadium really hasn't been all that full, for the most part. So, mm. and as far as donations go, for generating you know donations for Pitt Athletics, Pitt's bit near the bottom of the ACC. So I'm not really sure what Pitt Athletics would be concerned about because we can't fill our stadium and we, you know, nobody don't, no, you know, we don't get, don't get the donations that we, other people get. So what exactly are we losing here? But if anything, I think that what Ian had to say could possibly shed some light on why, you know, the coach isn't saying anything, you know, why Pat Narduzzi isn't saying much, why, you know, Pitt hasn't really said much at all either. It could also shed light on what happened with Colin Kaepernick. Maybe teams were worried about lost revenue if they would sign him. But the thing is, is all these NFL teams have waiting lists for NFL tickets. So if, te- if people are going to cancel their season tickets, then, well, next man up. But the thing is, is um, I mean, they all have their a lot of them have their own personal seat licenses, so I'm sure they're not going to give up their seat licenses. They may sell for tickets, but I'm sure they won't give up their little their little precious seat licenses. If anything, they'll still buy their season tickets. They'll just sell them off. That's really all that is. You know, I don't really buy why 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 give up my season tickets because of because of Colin Kaepernick. Mm, no. You probably sold your tickets off and kept your seat license. 
because if you're really that all in, I'm sure. I think that's how, if I remember correctly, that's how that all works. I have to go back and look because I know when we had season tickets to the Steelers and Three Rivers, you know, we had to buy the seat license with you know for for Heinz. As far as the whole what's what's been going on, I mean, they, they the protesters have made their way to the White House, and I think you know. You could say a lot of this has been a buildup for the last four years, possibly. And on top of that, we have we still have COVID to deal with, and of course, I think social distancing went out the window with the protests. I mean, and everything else going on. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure this will be a big litmus test for the whole COVID thing, and you know, I think it just. Definitely built up of everything. I mean, the last four years and plus the last two months. I mean, you got people losing their jobs, unemployment's at all time high, and and then you got then you had not just on uh, George Floyd, but you had other um, other incidents happen. Like for instance, the uh, Maud Aubrey. I'm, I think I'm butchering his name. My apologies. I'm, I'm, I'm Maud Aubrey. He, um, as y'all know, he went for a jog and he got hunted down and got basically hunted down and got killed. And I guess supposedly they saw him. There was people going into a, a construction site to check out a home and. It turns out, according to the surveillance, there's a lot. There was a lot of people that were doing it, but uh, for some reason, these residents f- focused on this person for whatever reason, and they killed him. So yeah, it's. I believe now it's it's all a big buildup the last four years, and because I mean, you got you know, our current president, you know, he's on Twitter shit talking, and and then. You had, I mean, playing our protests the last four years, and it all comes here. But uh, to close out, I will say, in terms of like, you know, Penner Doozy, my hope is that Penner Doozy is having discussions with his players, and he's talking to them about what's going on, and he's having open conversations. And not so much the players, the recruits as well, and other coaches. I hope he is doing that. And I'm sure Mike Tomlin's probably had his discussions as well with his players. As far as the Penguins, I don't know. I'm sure guys are talking. They have to be. I'm sure they saw what happened in a, um arena that they play in, that where the protests were happening. And you would hope that um, they were having these discussions. So, obviously, the country is opening back up now. I mean, I I was out yesterday and I saw that um, people pretty much have said the hell with wearing masks. I mean, I mean that's fine. Before what before what happened the last several days, Matt, the masks were a big big issue, and now 
the whole, you know, COVID thing has really fallen by the wayside. And I think the people as a whole have pretty much said the hell with it. And so I'm not seeing people wear masks anymore. And, and a lot of places now, I mean, especially a lot of bars, I mean, I'm seeing them, I'm seeing them now going to full capacity now. I mean, they were supposed to be 25%, but, you know, I don't think it's going to be enforced and people just, you know, people kind of, you know, they got to make money. And that's just, you know, they have businesses. That's just how it is. Uh, the You know, the sports world is starting to open back up. Uh, NBA has set up their plans to, to, to restart the season. NHL is going to have, you know, that their their um, format. Major League Baseball is another issue. There's still, it's still a pissing match between the players and the, the owners of, over money and Players want their full salary, and I, I understand that. And the owners, I obviously don't want to do all that because they're losing money right now as it is. It's hard to say. But, I mean, if you want to bet, I mean, there's soccer. You can bet on soccer. NASCAR, too. I mean, plenty of, you know... You know, college football obviously is slated to start on time. I mean, just not sure about the about the about the about the campuses. I think, as far as that goes, I think we'll know more this month, probably after June. I'm thinking, if things with the uh, with COVID really die down, we'll probably. I think. I think. I think everything will be. I think everything will open. Back on time, like scheduled, that this will be the last of it. I mean, my um, my oldest child has virtual graduation, and man, that was something. I mean, um, he sat there and they talked, and they had like a little PowerPoint, and and of course, the kids were in the chat on Zoom cutting up. In the chat, it was hilarious. You know, the student, you know, the teacher wasn't too happy with them cutting up and typing stuff. And but you know, one thing that saddened me in that chat was the teacher told them not to not to talk, not to chat, you know, type anything in the chats. And a couple of my um my a couple of my um for my son, a couple of his friends. Were saying hi to him, and he couldn't. And the you know teacher said for them not to you know type anything or whatever. And my son obviously is going to follow the rules, and he was sad they couldn't ch- say anything back to his friends, at least say goodbye, because a lot of his friends, he's not going to see them anymore because they're all. I think they're not going to the same middle school as he is. They're all moving, so he never really got to have you know one last time with them. And I think that's the hardest part about you know a lot of this. What you know, with a lot of these um, schools closing, people say, "Well, you know, you'll have you'll have other t- other other things in life." And for a lot of them, I mean, they didn't get their le- they didn't get to you know hang out with their friends for one last time. And for a lot that played sports, they didn't get to, they didn't get to play their one last game. I mean, they didn't get to they didn't get to play that one last you know. 
regular season game, tournament game, they didn't get all that. And, you know, so, you know, for me, I didn't want to, you know, beat, you know, beat the horn too much about it. And I just figured I'd listen and, and wait and, you know, now what's finally hit me was the, you know, was the, while it makes sense now. And as far as, you know, what's happening now, I mean, rather than on Twitter, it's very easy to come off on, you know, to jump on emotion based on your emotions because you see something you're like, oh, got to go and got to go and tweet this. And then you realize that you're wrong for what you tweeted and you're like, oh, fuck, I got to apologize. Shit. <laughs> That's how it always usually goes. We get emotional, and then all of a sudden, we we we, we, we you know, it's not so much about you know what's happening here, but it could be anything. We we have a hot pit take or a hot sports take. We go off emotionally, and then we end up being wrong, and then we end up being looking like complete assholes about it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I was dumb. Um, closing out. Pitt did get a verbal commit before, I guess, last week. They got they got Malik Newton, a running back out of Virginia. And I believe they flipped a player, too, from, uh, let me look here. From Iowa State, they flipped a player. Yes, they did. They flipped Noah Bigelow, a cornerback out of Florida. He was a uh, Iowa State commit, and Pitt flipped him. So the pit, you know, despite you know what's been happening with the quarantine and things, the pit recruiting train keeps rolling on. Anyways, guys, um, that's all I have for today. I'm sure I have more later in the week, but have um have a great week. Hell, a pit, stay healthy, stay safe.